You're listening to the What the Chuck podcast with Megan Rage. Good news for you on episode 13. No longer is WAP stuck in my head. I mean, it low-key is, but I kind of got a lot out of my system in Yosemite. But now what has been stuck in my head all day long is that freaking TikTok song. Well, I know it's a real song. Like most songs on TikTok are real songs that TikTok just like made famous. Anyways, I've been singing this all day long. Maybe not singing it, but I've been downstairs all day. It's, let's see, it's 2.14 right now on Tuesday. And um, I've been waiting for Brett to get out of, get out of the office where he does his real job that he gets paid for and move all of his shit downstairs so that I can get in the office. So I've just been sitting downstairs waiting for him. And in that time, I've just been hanging out with Chuck. And I looked over at Chuck multiple times while I was down there by myself. Get that bread, get that head, then leave. (laughs) That's what's stuck in my head now. So hopefully um, I can get through this because not only am I probably annoying everyone in this house, but also myself. Welcome to episode 13. Crazy. When am I going to get to the point where I don't know what episode I'm on? Probably never. Do you think I'll always open up with welcome to episode? I mean, welcome to episode 1,482. Yeah, that would be pretty funny. I'm still going to do it. Um, Welcome to episode 13 of the What the Chuck podcast with me, Megan Rage. I just made, like I said, I've been killing a lot of time downstairs while Brett's been up here working at his actual job. Um, Not that he has a side job, but you know, I don't have anything going on right now. So uh, every five minutes I've been like, are you almost done? When are you going to be done? And he's like, well, I'm not done till the end of my work day, but I can get up and move myself, myself downstairs. Let me just tie up a few things. I'm like, yeah, move it along. He has a conference call coming up. I'm like, we're on, we're on precious time. And then what's going to happen is after I'm done doing this, I have to go downstairs and edit it. Then I got to make the playlist, which I should have been doing earlier, but I didn't because I don't really have a vision for it yet. I'll get to that. Um, and then Brett's going to bother me to finish up to help him make dinner. And I'm going to be like, listen, you were the one that was in the office until two o'clock. So get that bread, get that head, then leave me alone. Cause I got to do this. It's important. Every Wednesday, new episode comes out. Okay. Like I said, been downstairs for a good portion of the day, made some bomb ass tzatziki, which I got to admit, I don't like making things for myself. I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people feel this way. It's always better when someone else does it for you. You know, it always tastes better. As far as this tzatziki goes, um, we got Cosba Lounge a couple weeks ago. I mean, I've obviously had it before. We've been wanting to try it again. So we ordered out. If you haven't had it, They are doing curbside pickup. I think they open at like four or five o'clock every day. And it's just like Mediterranean, Greek, Middle Eastern. Like I don't the it's a little hodgepodge, but there's like hummus and falafel and they do chicken shawarma. Anyways, we got all this amazing food from Cosba. And ever since then, I've just been like craving that. Unfortunately, Brett doesn't like falafel, but I freaking love it. So we went to Trader Joe's over the weekend, which I've been wanting to do basically the entirety of quarantine. But every time I drive by, the line is just so long and I'm not trying to wait in it to go into Trader Joe's. Brett and I decided to go over the weekend because he's wanted to make some chicken stir fries for the week. And I just kind of wanted to see what they have in the salmon department. And while we were there, I decided to get some falafel because I didn't know that they had that. So they had some frozen falafel. Um, and then I decided instead of buying my own tzatziki, I was going to make it because Brett assured me that it's easy. But I always have to remind myself that just because Brett thinks it's easy doesn't mean it is because he 
um, grew up with his mom who knows how to cook, who taught him all the things that she knows. So now he's just like this amazing cook that knows how to do shit. Like, I didn't know you had to boil a potato before you make a like what? (sighs) I don't know just the basics of the basics. So Brett telling me that this tzatziki sauce was going to be easy. I just took his word for it. So this morning, the first thing that I did was pulled up a tzatziki uh, recipe and I immediately like got scared. I immediately was like, what have I gotten myself into? Because the first like part of the instructions is that you have to grate a cucumber, which I'm the worst grater in the whole entire world. And then you have to use a contraption to basically get the moisture out of the cucumber. Well, we don't have any contraption. So it says, you know, if you don't have this, this kitchen gadget, you can just press the cucumber once it's grated in between the palms of your hands to get out any excess water. It was like when you watch a video that's giving you anxiety, like I had to I had to watch it, read the instructions for a second, put my phone down and walk away. And I kept saying to Brett, like, hint, hint, this tzatziki recipe looks really hard. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. I should have just bought the store bought. And he's not giving me the time of day because obviously he's on the clock. He's working. So as per usual, he's just ignoring me. So I was just like, OK, whatever. I'm just going to put on my big girl pants. I'm going to try to make it. So I go to the kitchen and I'm just like, Megan, just take it one step at a time. Am I talking too much about tzatziki? Brett says that I go on and on and on about things in my podcast that are not important. Like he's like, you talked about tampons for a really long time. I'm like, okay, Brett, the people like it. Okay. Just mind your business. So I go into the kitchen. I try to grate the cucumber and I'm trying to grate it like on its side. And so I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. It's not working. So Brett comes downstairs. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to grade the cube, grate the cucumber. He's like, well, you got to do it up and down like this. It's it's literally easy. The easiest thing in the world. Okay. Freaking. I can't even think of a chef to compare him to. Uh, uh, that's how bad I am. Uh, Martha Stewart. <laughs> I was trying to think of a male chef, but anyways, so he grated it and then I take handfuls of it and I like press the moisture out and then I put it into a bowl and everything else from there was relatively easy. I had to chop up some dill, chopped up some mint, um, put some garlic in there, some salt, some olive oil, some Greek yogurt, mixed it all together. But after I made it and I just knew that I had pressed all that cucumber in between my hands, it just grossed me out. Like I didn't, I put some lemon juice in there. I just didn't want it anymore. So I put it in the fridge and thought, I'll just give it a little bit of time, walk away from it and then come back to it in a little bit and see um, if I'm down to try it or alternate. I will just make Brett try it. Um, I ended up waiting like 30 minutes and I decided to make a falafel quinoa bowl. Let me just tell you, it was the best thing I've ever had. I can't wait to eat it all week. So I basically did um, just like a little scoop of quinoa in a bowl with some everything but the bagel seasoning, some uh, nutritional yeast. And then I put four little falafel squares in the bowl. And I was very on the fence about putting an egg, but I decided to add an over medium egg, runny yolk. And then I put the tzatziki, a scoop of the tzatziki in the bowl. And I kind of mixed it all around you guys. It tasted so freaking good. I'm so glad that I made my own. I'm so glad I put the egg in it. This was such like a hearty, healthy lunch. And I'm just, I'm freaking obsessed with it. I'm going to eat it every day this week until I'm sick of it. And I never want to see another fucking falafel again. But of course, then Brett comes down 
to eat his lunch. And he, I was like, I'll make your lunch for you. And he's like, well, does your lunch have carbs? And I'm like, yeah, he's on this no carb kick this week. I say this week because every week it's something new. He's like, I'm going to eat 800 calories a day. I'm going to go on a run every day. Like every week it's something different. So I just let him do his thing. So he's like, oh, I don't want that. I'm going to make my own lunch. So he comes downstairs and he goes to taste the tzatziki and he gets a look on his face and then he takes another bite and he's like, needs more salt. I'm like, well, put some fucking salt in it. And then later I hear him on the phone telling his mom that he thought it was good. So I don't know. The recipe is really good. It's on my Instagram right now. I put the swipe up for the recipe, but obviously that's going to disappear. I have noticed with my podcast, some people listen on the very first day, but like if we're in, right before I started recording this podcast, there was 11 people that have listened today. So I don't want to just say refer to my Instagram because that shit might be gone. I could make a highlights, but ugh, I don't really want to be one of those people. So I'll put it on my website, MeganRage.com, the tzatziki recipe that I used. I'll just go ahead and put the actual instructions and what you need. I'll get rid of all the other fluff that the article talks about. I'll just do a little copy and paste, a little plagiarism. You know what I'm saying? MeganRage.com, where you can find that bomb ass tzatziki. I mean, you can mix it with chicken. There's a million things that you could. I really wanted to put the falafel, the tzatziki in a pita, but trying to just be a little bit more conscious of what I mean. And I really like quinoa. So anyways, okay, moving on. I've definitely talked about this for too long. Last week's episode, I talked about... um, I, how I had too much coffee. I was recording the podcast earlier in the morning than I normally do because I had something to do. I didn't want to be like, hey, everyone, I'm going to be out of town for three days. Obviously, like we have an alarm at our house, yada, yada, yada. But um, I wanted to I wanted to say that I was going to Yosemite. I figured you'd see it on Instagram anyways. But um, yeah, I just figured maybe I'd uh, I'd leave it, leave all the Yosemite details for this week's episode. So my friend Cody, um, it was her birthday and she had bought a pass to go to Yosemite. So you, it's reservation only now. So you have to make a reservation to go. She was going to go by herself and my, me along with my friend Amanda and then also Brett, we all decided that we wanted to go with her. So we made it a whole thing. It was so much fun. Um, we went up on Tuesday, got there like Tuesday evening, chilled in the pool at the hotel that we stayed at. We stayed at a hotel probably like five to 10 miles right out of Yosemite. And her pass was good from Wednesday on. So Tuesday night, we didn't go into the park. There's a little like pizza restaurant in the hotel. So we got some pizza. I took a chance and did a seafood pizza. It was Alfredo cheese, shrimp and crab. And I was like, please, dear God, don't let this give me food poisoning. Please let this be good. Do not let me die on this trip. Please let me make it into Yosemite tomorrow. And the pizza was really good. I did not die. I am still here. So we just kind of hung out in the hotel room the night before. I finished making my playlist um, for last week's podcast because, you know, (laughs) got to hustle even when you're out of town. So I like did that. Amanda braided all of our hair. We went to bed nice and early. And the plan was we were going to wake up um, early Wednesday morning to watch the sunrise at El Capitan. So we go out there. We find El Cap. Unfortunately, we are not on the right side of it to see like the sunrise. We do see the sun hit it and the colors are really pretty, but we just didn't. I I don't want to say we didn't prepare because I didn't feel like we were ill prepared. A lot of people since I got back, this is not the influencer challenge. A lot of people have been asking me, but a lot of people actually did ask me like about Yosemite and recommendations and suggestions. And my only suggestion to you is to plan ahead, like plan what you want to do. Find out where the sun best sunrise is. Find out where the best sunset is. Find out which lakes are seasonal and dried out. Because the thing is, when you get into Yosemite, 
There's barely any place that you can go and get cell service. So it's super important that you have a plan, that you have a map, that you know where to go um, before you get in there. Because if you don't, well, you're kind of screwed. So we came in at like I think the sun was set to rise at 618. So I think we came in at like 530. Park opens at five. There was no one in the little fucking outhouse, the little park ranger house that checks you in. So we just drove through. We went to go take some pictures at El Cap for the sunrise or the sun. Yeah, the sunrise. And then um, since we didn't get a permit for our car because no one was at the fucking thing, we had to go all the way back to the front. And then we just just decided at this point, let's go back to our hotel since it's so close, get some breakfast and then we'll come back in. So that's what we did. We went and got some breakfast. We came back in. We got the permit on our car. And then my friend Sylvia had just been to Yosemite like a couple weeks prior. So she sent me a couple of hike suggestions. She sent me um, a couple of beautiful like lookouts and trails and yada, yada, yada. So we pick one of them that we see first, which is Miss Trail. Whoo! I, for some reason, expected, I mean, obviously I knew some of it was going to be hard, but I was more so expecting like, I don't know, a nature walk <laughs> as instead of like a straight uphill hike. So yeah, we were... Um, it was Brett, Cody, Amanda, and I. And Amanda and I were like, fucking go go without us, like taking hella breaks and stuff. And then when we got to the top, you could either go to the other side, like continue the hike, like do it, you know, instead of turning around and going back. But if we would have done the whole hike, it would have been five additional hours. And we only had really one full day in Yosemite because Thursday we were only doing a half day. So we're like, do we really waste our entire day doing the rest of this hike or do we just turn around and go back and do something else? So we turned around and hiked back down after we got to the waterfall, took a little breather back at the hotel. And then we went up like 9,000 feet in elevation to go to this lake that Sylvia suggested. It was so pretty, but I was so bummed because once we got up there, it's like when the real thick smoke started to roll in. So like the sun was all, you know, clouded over and red because there was all all the smoke in the air. Um, But it was really pretty. And since we went during the week, there wasn't a lot of people up there. It was just really nice. There were so many things about it that were just so nice. But again, we were like ill prepared. We didn't have enough towels. I didn't bring flip flops. I'm just like, why have I come to Yosemite for the first time? And I'm like, not prepared. Another thing, 010 recommend Brett driving. He is so scary when you get up high. Like there's no ledge. There's no guard. It is just you and the cliff and all the trees and mountains and rocks and granite below you. And every time we'd get up where there was no railing, Brett would go, oh, don't look down or, oh, I'm getting dizzy or queasy. And I'm like, oh, my palms, they're sweating right now just talking about it. I can literally, my, my hands are wet. Cody and I were feeling so just like sick and nervous. And I'm like, do you need me to drive because you're stressing us the fuck out? So our plan was just watch the sun set somewhere that night. But obviously because of the smoke, like there was no way we were going to see like a beautiful view with all the smoke in the air. So the next day we wake up and Cody did some research and found out that there was a Starbucks inside of Yosemite. So we go, we try to find the Starbucks and we see a sign that says that it's closed until two o'clock. So we're like, okay, we'll go out, we'll do a little hike, and then we'll come back at 2 o'clock. We're so dumb. That wasn't even a sign for the Starbucks. When we got there and saw that sign, Starbucks was still open. We are just like, I don't know. Everything was just such hard work, it felt like, when we were in there. That's why I say you need to go in with a plan. Like, they do a kayaking trip. They do guided, like, hikes. Like, I need to do that because the four of us, it was like the blind leading the blind. So after we had left the Starbucks, which without any coffee, we go to Mirror Lake, which is something that we wanted to do the day before. And so we're like, perfect. We'll go hike into Mirror Lake. We'll get in the water for a little bit. We'll go get some Starbucks and we'll hit the road. Well, we hiked to Mirror Lake. 
It's a seasonal lake. It's dried up. There's no water. It's still really pretty. But yeah, no water. Do your research before you go. Figure out the best time of year for the things that you want to see. Pack some pack some little snacks. Make sure you have water and Gatorade. Like it's just so important to have shit with you because the drive out of Yosemite, like to get to even to where we were staying was like a little bit of a trek. But then after that, there's not hotels. I mean, there is a hotel inside of Yosemite, but I bet it's a grip. We saw so many vans inside of Yosemite. I mean, you could just buy a van and be about that van life. Every time we saw a van, we would like do the slug bug thing. Van life. (laughs) I'm sure Brett was so annoyed by it the whole time. It was basically just me and Cody. Van life. Van life. (laughs) We were really impressed by the Mercedes van lives. But it's crazy how many people are actually about that van life. Like I know it's popular on TikTok, but we saw so many people that were clearly living, traveling in their vans. And it's just freaking goals. I mean... I personally don't wouldn't like sell my home and go live on a van like I'm not about it that much but some of them are so pretty and cute like I could definitely camp that way. I know that's not really camping but that's about as close as your girl's gonna get. Okay. anyways it was really pretty. I I did take pictures but I feel like the pictures don't even do it justice and also I, I clearly don't know how to work my iPhone camera that well. I didn't even know that there was like a point five, like you could change the lens, the lens so that it's zoomed out, zoomed in. That's how we ended up getting these like pictures of us with El Cap in the background. There's a little setting Amanda taught us and you just like scroll it back to that. I don't even know how to say it. You like, scroll back to that setting and it zooms out and everyone was all breath friends were like, oh, super filter on this picture. I'm like, no, bitches. It's just the camera lens zoomed out. I just zoomed out the camera, which elongates my body and my legs and apparently Brett's feet because they were saying that he had giant feet in the picture. Um, But yeah, the pictures don't even really do it justice. And I'm not an excellent picture taker anyway. So I didn't share a ton of pictures just because I feel like, you know, it's just better in real life. Uh, 1010 recommend make a reservation, do your research, find out where you want to go, get onto some tours. I definitely want to go again, but I want to go in spring when it's a little bit cooler because the heat was just so overwhelming. And also I want to see like the the waterfalls and the lakes. I want to go before all of that dries out. So yeah, 1010 recommend Yosemite. If anyone's down to plan a trip this next year, hit me up because uh, yeah, I definitely want to go. It's just so pretty. And I want to start training. I want to, you're going to catch me running down Howe and Arden. I say that because I always see this guy running down Howe and Arden with one of those like suits on, one of those oxygen masks that gets you used to like elevation. But then, no, that's not the Rocky theme song. Oop, that's like a game show theme song. Whatever. You're about to see me doing that, preparing for my next trip to Yosemite. Not about to catch me gassing out next time because let me tell you, I was real tired. <laughs> Something else that was really funny when we were there, we could not, for the life of us, figure out which mountain, which fucking thing was Half Dome. And so every time we'd see see something that resembled it, Brett would be like, yeah, that's Half Dome. And then he'd be like, oh, wait, no, Half Dome's over there. Oh, no, that's Half Dome. And so every time we would go past like a big rock, we would say, is this Half Dome? We were dying laughing. I guess he kind of had to be there. But we were saying we should have recorded that the whole time. Is this Half Dome? And tried to make a TikTok out of it because we legit had no clue where it was. We kept like comparing it to a map, Googling pictures of it. Like, is this Half Dome? We fucking just could not figure it out. There's so many different mountains that look like half dome i mean we knew which one el cap was but is this half dome we just had no fucking clue <laughs> ah, brett was our tour guide zero ten recommend well maybe two ten recommend he did hold my backpack for a little while he was way in front of me when we were coming down from miss trail and he was stopping and talking to these people and he was like they like your backpack so <clears throat> 
I had bought a tie-dye backpack from Target specifically for this trip because I knew I was going to want to bring like snacks and water and drinks and towels and stuff with me when we went out into the park. So Brett was like, oh, I like your backpack before we left. And he was like, obviously not that color because that's a girl's color. And I was like, oh, they have black ones and stuff. So that evening, Monday evening, the night before we went to Yosemite, we go to Target and I'm like, here they are. Here's the black backpack. And he's like, well, this rack of backpacks in the girl's section. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. It's just a black backpack. And he's like, that's a girl's backpack. And I'm like, oh, is it? And so he's like, let's go over to the guy's backpacks. And I'm like, there's not going to be guy's backpacks. These are, backpacks are unisex. Like, it's take a backpack. It's They're for boys and girls. And he was like, oh, no, I don't want a backpack. Those are girls' backpacks. And then we get to Yosemite. The backpack is too heavy for me, and I'm fucking dying. And he's like a mile in, ahead of me. And I'm like, Brett, you have to carry the backpack. So some people stopped him and said they liked his backpack. He had to explain to them that it was his wife's backpack because, you know, manly men he wanted to look masculine still so I come down and he's like had to prove to them that it was actually my backpack he's like these people like your backpack and I'm like oh yeah it got too heavy for me so we had to carry it but I know that he's embarrassed because he didn't even want a backpack black backpack in this exact same style because he thought it was a girl's and two days later he's carrying a blue and pink tie-dye backpack (laughs) should have just bought the black one and saved us all this misery what the chuck is up with people saying I did a thing. That's the most annoying thing to me right now. I did a thing. And it's like them with a new car or a new home or their new baby or they got married. I did a thing. I'm going to go back through all my pictures and make sure that I've never used that in a sentence on my Instagram or Facebook because it's so fucking annoying. What the chuck is up with people? I did a thing. How about just say, look, I got an I did a thing. That's the voice I read it in. It's so fucking annoying. Please stop. We have been blessed by the true crime gods lately. Like there's been so much news between the Golden State Killer yesterday, the news of Scott Peterson. Plus they found the body of a girl that was murdered back in 2005 in like the Auburn area, I guess. I saw a bunch of people posting about this yesterday. I've never heard of it. I do want to look into it. It's on my, it's on my to-do list for the week, but um, yeah, it's just freaking crazy. I was watching the um, impact statements right before we went to Yosemite. And then when we were there, obviously the service was really bad. I had to pay for Wi-Fi every day. So I was really just being, you know, careful with what I was doing on my phone and didn't have like the Wi-Fi connection to be able to stream the impact statements the following days. Plus we were in the park. So it's not like I'm going to be like, hey, let me pull over on this cliff so I can watch the East Area Rapist, you know, on trial or his sentencing. But um, I did catch up on some of it once I got home. And then I was here on the day that he was actually sentenced. And I just I can't believe that he stood up and addressed the court. But more so, I can't believe that they showed those videos of him in his cell. I mean, what was I talking about my last episode? I was literally saying that this frail appearance that he's that he's been, you know, carrying on this whole time that they've had him in court when he when he pled guilty, you know, through the sentencing, the the testimonials, the impact statements. He's been acting like he's literally going to keel over and die. And I thought it was all a crock of shit. And it turns out it is because the D.A. released videos, little clips of him in his cell hopping up onto the counters, blocking out the light, which which was what he did at some of the crime scenes, um, mopping the floors with his feet. And then he gets wheeled into the courtroom every day. The fuck get the fuck out of here. I mean, it's just so crazy. It it really makes him saying, you know, what he stood up and said, his little sentence of, I'm really sorry for what I did. I mean, as if we believe that, you're over here acting like a frail old man when you're up doing jumping jacks in your cell. Like, save it. 
I I wonder how all the victims felt about him standing up and saying something because, I mean, it wasn't sincere. I I wonder if they're happy that he said something, if they're indifferent, if they're outraged that he had the audacity to stay up, stand up and just say, I'm sorry. It's not like he gives gave some big, profound speech. He just said, I've listened to all your statements and I'm truly sorry from the bottom of my heart, yada, 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 and then sat back down. I can't wait for the future like documentaries about all this for a number of reasons. Number one, I want to find out more about what they found at his house, if anything. I mean, obviously they did find things, but I just want to know more about what's happened since they caught him to till he got sentenced. So we got like 26 consecutive life, life sentences or he's obviously without the possibility of parole. Um, Scott Peterson. Yesterday, I like opened my eyes and the first thing that popped up was um, the headline about Scott Peterson. So let me just read it to you and then I'll read you a little snippet um, about what what it actually means. So breaking news, Scott Peterson's death penalty overturned in 2002 slaying of pregnant wife. Case heads back to court. So I posted this and apparently a lot of you guys think I'm an idiot and they were like, that doesn't mean that his sentence is overthrown. It just means I fucking know what it means. Okay, you don't need to break it down for me. Someone said that um, because I I, I posted that with the caption, holy shit on my Instagram. And someone said, I don't think holy shit is the appropriate um, the appropriate way that you should have responded. I'm like, really? That's your personal opinion. Get the fuck out of my DMs. I do not have time for this. So basically, this report says the court ruled the trial judge in the case erred by dismissing prospective jurors who oppose the death penalty, but claim they could still follow the law and impose it if the evidence so warranted. So basically, he's not the the case isn't going back to court, but he's being resentenced. I have a very unpopular opinion after watching the documentary um, a few years back about Lacey Peterson. I think it was like a three or four part documentary. I actually really want to rewatch it. I do. I think Scott Peterson is a scumbag. This is a very unpopular opinion. Don't come for me. Do I think he's a scumbag? Yes. He was obviously cheating on his wife. He had already said that she was dead to his mistress, um, which is very suspicious. I mean, he did a lot of things that made him look very guilty. But here's the thing. You can't tell me how he did it. You can't tell me where he did it. You can't tell me when he did it. So if you can't tell me any of those things, how the hell can you sentence someone to death? Like, I just, I don't know. So I was talking to um, someone on Instagram who I have been following and friends with for a very long time. I've never met her in real life, but we have plans to do that. And she um, comes from a law background. And so she said a couple things that were very interesting to me that made me kind of open my eyes. And I was like, please promise me that whenever we meet, we can talk about this in person. Because obviously, you know, I don't know. I know what I've seen. I know what I've heard. Also, my best friend Summer sent me the Crime Junkie episodes where they talk about the Scott Peterson case. You have to go back really far because it was in 2017 and it's two episodes, but I definitely recommend because it kind of breaks down everything that happened, but it's it's condensed. It's very clear. Crime Junkies, you have to go back. I think it's in December 2017. Listen to the two episodes about Scott Peterson. And if you haven't watched that documentary, I think it's called Finding Lacey. Ugh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what that's what it's called. I would go back and watch it because it's it's really good. Um, it gives you all the facts. I feel like Scott's family is involved in it. So obviously it is biased, but still the facts are the facts are the facts. So anyways, my conversation with this person um, that has a law background, I want to read it to you because it's, it's interesting and she it kind of gave me more um, insight. OK, so I we were talking about the Scott Peterson thing. I said, 
Um, see, I'm not convinced he did it. I think he's a douche, but I don't I don't know for sure that he murdered her. She said, bye, Megan. <laughs> she said, it's like OJ. And then she said, unfollowed and blocked. And I said, don't, don't do this to me. She said, as an ex-attorney and a true crime nerd, I know without a shadow of a doubt, he killed her. Murder? Maybe not, but killed 100%. And I said, what happened to her is sad. And I want to believe it was him because it makes sense that it would be. However, I need facts. I need proof. So here's what she said that was super interesting. She said, it was him. Unfortunately, in real life law, not everything is wrapped up in a Dateline 2020 forensic file bow. You don't have a motive. You just have to prove beyond a reasonable common sense doubt. You're not going to get a bloody knife or a smoking gun every murder. That's what people don't get due to all the true crime documentaries and podcasts now which I thought was very interesting because it's so true. Like we just need a solution. We need, you know, a confession or they all the cr- true crime documentaries that we watch, the 2020s, the Datelines, they do kind of have everything, a conclusion, a start, a middle, a conclusion wrapped up in a bow and handed to you. So we are kind of used to that. I do see what she's saying. But what I said is, but I also saw the jury go to like a mock. Um, they basically set up his boat and put a body or something that weighed the same as Lacey did in the boat and prove that the boat would capsize if her body was in fact in the boat and he took her out and dumped her into the bay or the lake or wherever she she washed up in. And I said, how the hell did he do it? All this time was accounted for. I totally get what you're saying, but I just want to know how and when and where. And she said, unfortunately, Megan, that's just not how crime works. We have to draw a reasonable, sensible conclusion based on the majority of the facts. I could go over point by point, but that's more of a voice conversation, not a text conversation. However, both attorneys and even potential expert witnesses on the defense understood that he had more than 36 plus hours to dispose of her. Anyone who says differently is a conspiracy theorist in their basement on Reddit, Facebook, or podcast. I'm like, hey, watch it. I'm in no way, shape, or form a conspiracy theorist, and I do understand what she's saying, but I also know that I've read the facts that say multiple, I'm talking like 24 people saw her out walking her dog in the time that allegedly Scott was out and would have dumped her body. I I didn't think that there was 36 hours where he could have done it. I thought there was like a 30-minute window that was unaccounted for. Also, during the time that he was allegedly out dumping her body, her at-home computer was searching sunflower umbrellas and a red scarf like what the fuck and again you can't tell me how when where he did it so I wrote her back this big response um I I won't go into it but she basically said the only thing that wasn't right although I'm okay with it as I know he killed her is I'm gonna be honest first degree premeditated murder was not proven second degree was but I don't care he killed his wife and his baby how can you say maybe and then she said I urge you to read the pleadings that'll tell you everything so I definitely plan on doing that and talking to her more about it because it's just super interesting to talk to someone that actually knows about the law instead of all these people that are just on the internet reading true crime um, books and listening to true crime podcasts thinking that they know what the fuck is up because clearly we don't. I mean, I have no law background. It's a little too late for me. I keep saying that in every episode. I wish I was in real estate. It's too late, which obviously I know that it isn't. I wish I was a lawyer. It's too late. But yeah, my conversation with her was just super interesting. I still don't think that he did it. I still think that like I'm going to be 80 years old and it's going to be in the news like DNA linked someone else to Lacey Peterson's death or I don't know. Not saying for sure that Scott Peterson didn't because obviously I don't know. But my personal opinion is that I would like people 
um, a jury to take another look into it. Will that happen? Probably not. They're going to resentence him. They could even re they could even sentence him to death again. We'll see what happens. I still think that it would be cool if there was an invention that we could just plug someone up to a machine and it would tell you what they were actually thinking or if they did something or if they didn't do something. Also realize that would be the end of people as we know it, which brings me to my next point. Has anyone fucking seen C? That was a confusing sentence. Let me rephrase. Has anyone watched C with Jason Momoa on Apple TV? So it's one of the Apple original shows. I I saw a preview for it a long time ago. Maybe not even a preview. Maybe I just read about it. But Jason Momoa isn't one of those guys that gets gets it happening down there for me. I don't think he's Bay. Um, he is not really my cup of tea. So I'm not just swooning over anything with Jason Momoa. I had seen a couple things about it a while back. Brett and I were looking for something new to watch. We just recently watched season one of The Sinner because Brett had never seen it. And it's so freaking good. We've just been blowing through things like we start it and we're done with it within a couple days. So we were going to start to watch Yellowstone. But then we watched the trailer for C and it looked so freaking good. So we put it on and the very first thing that's on the screen is like um, basically the show is set in the future. I'm not going to give too much away. The show set in the future, but it very much so looks like Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman times like cave people. So at the beginning, it says like human. There was a, a virus that broke out and basically killed off most of the human population and everyone that was left was left blind. So it's like thousands of years in the future. Everyone's blind. And Jason Momoa's wife gives birth to these two twins who can see. But everyone thinks that someone that can see is witch, is a witch. It's freaking wild. It's eight episodes. It's action packed. It really gets your brain thinking. It is so, so, so good. I read that season two was already supposed to be wrapped up by now, which means it could have been coming out like towards the end of the year, but they haven't even started it yet. So God knows when we're going to get it. But I highly recommend watching season one. Like I said, it's on Apple TV. It's called C. S-E-E. It's so freaking good. It gives me very much so Game of Thrones vibes, but I also don't want to compare it because I don't want people to hear that and be like, "Ah, nothing can compare to Game of Thrones. Or if you don't like Game of Thrones, I don't want you to be deterred because it's not like it's not that's not like demons or anything like these are all real people. 1010 recommend go watch it. And if you have any show recommendations, please slide them our way because Brett and I are getting desperate. We're going to watch Yellowstone next, but I just feel like we need new content. I also read that um, someone from Sacramento is on the Love Island, which I've never watched before. So I started recording that. Love Island is on every single night since when is a reality show on every single night? So that's also going to keep us busy. We're also still watching Jersey Shore. We're on season three or four. So I guess we do have a lot on our plate, but we really like something that we can get into something action packed, which is why we're going to start watching Yellowstone because I've heard people rant and freaking rave about it. So I'll dig into that. I'll let you guys know how I like it. But in the meantime, watch C. I won't say it again. It is so freaking hot in this office to the point where I just had to stand up and go downstairs for a minute. I stood up and like the chair was wet because my thighs are sweating. Anyways, I go downstairs and I said to Brett, where's Tut? Because I thought, you know, I'd give Chuck a little little pet on my break. And he goes, he's gone. I said, where did he go? He said, the seaside. <laughs> what the fuck? The seaside. The things that we say and the stories that we make up about Chuck are insane. Like if people could hear us, especially as friends, Brett would never hear the end of it. They would die. Oh, by the way, update on Brett's hair. Every day he says he doesn't like it. And then he says, do you like it? Which I tell him, yes. It's kind of growing back now, though. And Brett's in between wanting to grow it back and wanting me to shave it again. Now, everyone was saying that they liked it. 
Brett just is having a hard time getting used to it. So I don't know what's going to happen. He is hoping that he magically is just going to like let it grow back and all of it's going to grow back. And I'm like, that is not going to happen. Come back down to reality. (laughs) Get a grip. It's not all going to grow back. It's going to not grow back in that same spot that it wasn't growing before. And in today's edition of Those Aren't the Lyrics with Brett, while we were in Yosemite, we shockingly still had satellite radio. I don't know how the hell that happened, but um, we were listening to Diplo's Revolution because that's what I've been obsessed with most of the time. But we started to hear repeat songs, so we kind of switched over to the throwback station. Blackstreet, No Diggity came on, and everyone in the car is excited. Brett goes to turn it up, and all of a sudden I hear him say, get down on a foot long. Like I can't even do the melody that he was singing. He made it sound like the words and to everyone in the back seat, I thought maybe that sounded right. But I was like, what did you just say? And Amanda said, it sounded like something about a foot long, get down on a foot long. He said, yeah, those are the words like from Subway. I'm like, Oh, no. Shorty, get down. Good Lord. Though, Shorty, get down on a foot long. Though, it's not even not even close, Brett. Let's stay tuned for next week on Those Aren't the Lyrics with Brett. <laughs> oh, Brett would be so good on a game show like Family Feud. Can you imagine? Oh, man, that would be so fun to be on Family Feud. Those have been my favorite videos lately on TikTok, the Family Feud um videos one of them steve harvey that i saw today steve harvey said what's the last thing you had your thumb in and this guy said my wife like this redneck (laughs) it's so good i wanted to post it on my instagram but i can't tell if people are getting annoyed that i'm saving tiktoks and showing them on my story i'm only doing it to like the really good ones but every time i do it i'm like oh is this annoying because i know people are either are very divided on tiktok they either love it or they hate it so let me know if it's annoying and I'll stop. But I really only tried to keep it to the very, very freaking good ones. Last week, I told you that I was manifesting a Peloton bike. I'm especially manifesting that now since the gyms, the ones that had moved outside are closed because of the terrible air quality. So now I'm just being a huge piece of shit all week and not doing anything. But if I had a Peloton, I'd be riding my little ass um, through all the mountains. I don't really know how Peloton works, but I'd be taking all the classes but instead, I'm just being lazy. So not only am I manifesting a Peloton bike, but this week I'm also manifesting some roller skates. I really want some ones that I can go outside and skate outside in. I see all the girls and guys doing it on TikTok and it just like brings me back. I don't know if you guys know this, but I basically grew up at the skating rink there. I had a season pass. My dad would drop me off there when he had to work during summer break. Obviously, I would be with other friends, but skating was life. And the skates that I used to wear, they don't have them anymore. I mean, they have them used Carreras, but they don't have them new, at least not that I found. So I don't know what skates to buy, but I really want to buy some maybe for like Christmas or my birthday. Hi, Brett, if you're listening, manifesting a Peloton, manifesting a Dyson blow dryer, manifesting some roller skates. Write this down. Brett, Brett, Brett. I'm going to go over to his phone, you know, say into the mouthpiece, Peloton, 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 roller skates, roller skates, Dyson, 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 jewelry, jewelry. Just kidding. I don't really care about jewelry. New tattoo, new tattoo. What else can I manifest? Baby, baby, baby. (laughs) Just kidding. Actually, I do have some really big news at the end of this episode. I should have teased that at the very beginning. It's not a baby. I wanted you guys to believe it was a baby. So you listen to this podcast. Tricked ya. (laughs) But I do have some really big news. I'm not going to get to it yet. We're almost there. Just hold on. We're going home. When we were in, (laughs) when we were in Yosemite, we wanted to look at the stars. The first night we didn't do it because we were just so tired and we were like, oh, we'll be able to do it tomorrow night. Wrong because it got so smoky. So we weren't able to even see the stars. But again, we started talking about space and this 
comes up all the time. And so I'm just going to air it out there so that we can we can put it behind us once and for all. I thought at one point in my life that there was a man on Mars and not the moon. Here you go. Now back to the best of Wayne, Jay, and Megan. Going to have it all. Carolers, elves, a freshly hobbled Tiny Tim. On 1025. 1025. Good morning, it's 102.5. Yes, NASA made the big announcement that water flows on Mars. This is scientific fact now. However, <laughs> to me, that wasn't the biggest news today. <laughs> The biggest news came when Megan <laughs> told us that sh- that a person is on Mars. Didn't a person already already land on Mars? I mean, they stuck the flag in there and everything. Uh, no, What's Megan. the big deal about water being there? Why didn't he just go exploring? <laughs> no, somebody. Megan. I was. They were already on there. They stuck the, the the flag in there and everything. No, Megan. That was the moon. Oh. Feels so stupid. I do know that that's the moon. Now that we're talking well, about yeah, it, because we told you. <laughs> you know what's amazing is Megan to tell you something about herself that she didn't have to tell you. I remember. I remember when she first started. She was like, "Yeah, I didn't do good in school." <laughs> uh, yeah, I gathered that already. Okay. <laughs> so just so you know, Megan, we haven't been to Mars yet. Okay. We've been to the moon. Right. Right. The moon is the one I was thinking of. Okay, and but there's now water on Mars. That was an honest mistake, though. I knew that the guy had been to the moon. I was just getting too mixed up. That was That's really an honest mistake. Stop looking at me like that. I'm for real. I knew that there was a Mars guy and not a... I mean... Well, we also found out shoots. there's water on your brain, too, Megan. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Isn't Matt Damon on the moon? Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the best of Wayne, Jay, and Megan. On 102.5. 102.5. KSFM. Isn't Matt Damon on the moon? They were so mean to me. I look back at all like, you know, when you spend every day with someone when you're working in like such like close quarters with them, you really argue like you're a married couple, like your brother and sister. And man, as a morning show, you have different personalities in your heads, butt, and you know, you have issues. But I wish that I would have known how good we had it back then because obviously we don't have it anymore, but we worked so good together. Our personalities really flowed. And even though we had disagreements off the air sometimes, I listen back to clips like that and I'm like, damn, if we just could have perfected our craft, if we just could have like not argued, we could have made it further than we did. And now I just have these memories of me acting like an idiot on the radio, but I listen to them frequently. I have a lot of them. I plan on rolling them out, um, you know, sporadically through the episodes. That's one of my favorites because I really thought there was a man on Mars. Well, I just got the Mars and and moon confused. But uh, trust me, the amount of times that it's come up the last couple weeks, me not knowing the difference between the Mars Mars and the moon. I know now. Okay, I know that there's been a man on the moon and not on Mars. I get it. We are getting some new TV. We're so lucky that they that they filmed season four of The Crown back when they filmed season three because we are getting The Crown season four on November 15th. I'm so excited because this season we're going to be introduced to Princess Diana. Um, The little teaser that they released seriously gave me the chills. I'm so excited. If you've never watched The Crown on Netflix, it's all about the monarchy and it's so well done. I think it's like the most expensive original Netflix show on the streaming service. It is just so much history. You get to, there's a lot of dirt, there's a lot of drama, but it's all like like they'll tell you a story and you'll be like, oh, that's not real. And then they'll show you the actual pictures to back it up. It's so good. Um, you would have three episodes to catch up on. Something that I like 
don't like but also appreciate about the show is the first two seasons was a certain cast. And then as the cast ages through history, instead of just using prosthetics and makeup, they actually cast all new people. So I had to get used to that the last season. I really liked Claire Foy as the queen and she's no longer the queen. I forget what the actress's name is now that plays the queen, but it's just hard to to get used to new characters. But I do appreciate the commitment that there that the Netflix show is like going through in order to, you know, portray these people as as they age correctly. So it's a really good show. I highly recommend you have time to catch up before season four comes out um, November 15th again. Rumors about Dancing with the Stars. So we already know that Caitlin Bristow is confirmed for Dancing with the Stars. She might actually make me watch it. That and also the lack of TV shows that are on right now. Wait, how are they going to do it? It's not going to be in front of a live. Is it going to be the same just with no audience? Haven't read into that yet. Since I have a lack of shows right now, I do think that I might get on board for Dancing with the Stars strictly because of Caitlin Bristow. This has been like a longtime dream of hers back after she was the Bachelorette. They had asked her to be on Dancing with the Stars, but Mike Fleiss or Floss or whatever the fuck his name is, the creator of The Bachelor, basically cock blocked her because he's a huge, huge misogynist. That's what the reports say. Anyway, so now she's able to do it. She's like with out of out of her contract. It's been so long since her season of The Bachelorette. So um, on the Bachelor and Bachelorette goat seasons that they've been running, Chris Harrison basically asked Caitlin at the beginning of her season when they replayed it if she wanted to be on Dancing with the Stars. She freaked out. She obviously said yes. She's a good dancer. So I think that I might watch just for her. Other rumors are a couple of the guys from the Backstreet Boys. I can't really remember because team in sync for life. But another big rumor that everyone's talking about it's basically outshining everyone else that is rumored to be on the upcoming cast is Carol Baskin. It is rumored that Carol Baskin is going to be on the upcoming season of Dancing with the Stars, which I just think is wild. People were coming for me for getting the cameo of her. People saying like, you paid a murderer to promote your podcast. Yeah, I fucking did. And I'm proud of it because you know what? It worked. And now she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Are you going to write them a strongly worded letter about how you don't condone having murderers on their network show? Didn't think so. Get off my dick I, I mean I got her for my cameo because I thought it would be funny will I will I want to watch her on Dancing with the Stars I don't know but I know that's why a lot of people will watch Dancing with the Stars if they haven't already or if they're not a regular viewer like me is because of Carol Baskin I don't know what it is about her but people just fucking love her so it'd be super smart if they ended up getting her I mean we all know that Carol Baskin is just money hungry so if this is a any opportunity for her to make money, she's obviously going to grab at it. Joe Exotic is just probably fuming in his jail cell right now or prison cell, whatever. Dale Moss, who is rumored to be engaged to Claire from Sacramento, who was supposed to be the bachelorette, but she fell in love like two days into the whole experience and allegedly got engaged to this guy, was spotted out running over the weekend with his shirt off. He looks good. Good job, Claire, for snagging that. I'm excited to see the season unfold and see what's going on with their relationship now. He was running by himself. I just feel like if everyone already knows, why can't they be out in public together? Like, I'm, who's going to get that first shot at them out at a Starbucks or at dinner or kissing or doing a workout together? I'm dying to see it. I just need that confirmation, that solid confirmation that they are indeed a couple. Let me tell you, if they aren't, people are going to be all over him because, yeah, like I said, he's fine. <laughs> no real other Bachelor news. Um, I haven't really heard much besides that Chris Harrison traveled and he has to quarantine for two weeks. So JoJo is taking over as the Bachelorette host for a few episodes, which I think is going to be so weird. I feel like Chris Harrison has such a big following and so many people watch just for him. that I'm going to be I mean, I do like JoJo, but I don't want to see her host 
at all. This whole season is a mess. I'm basically expecting it to be a train wreck, but I'm still excited to watch it. More in the news today. This is really hard hitting news. KFC, after 64 years, is ditching the slogan, it's finger licking good, because they just don't think that it fits with the current times and the coronavirus and the pandemic and the fact that you're not supposed to touch your face. You're definitely not supposed to lick your fingers. You are supposed to sanitize, wash for 20 seconds, wear a mask. So yeah, they're ditching the slogan after 64 years of finger licking good chicken. I mean, I really want to know what life looks like. I was laying in bed last night and I wanted to write this down. Every night this happens to me. I'm laying in bed and I just like I'm in between that deep sleep and that like awake state. And I have some really deep thoughts. And I'm always like, oh, I wish I could just grab my phone and write this down to talk about it on the podcast. But yeah, I never want to move. And then I always end up forgetting. But something I was thinking about last night is like, don't you wish you could see? I think this was provoked by the show C that we we finished last night. Don't you wish you could see life like 80 million years down the road or even like 200 years down the road? Like long after you're gone, what is the world going to be like? Like think about where we are now. We never thought that we all we'd all be out walking around in masks, um, social distancing, markers on the floor where you can stand. How long is this going to last? Is this going to change the way that we live entirely? And what is the world going to look like? I don't know, 100, 200 years from now. Can you imagine 200 years from now saying like back in my day when we needed to get somewhere, we had to call a cab like they're all teleporting and shit 200 years from now. Like I just want to know what's changed and what shit looks like and if the planet even still exists. (laughs) It's just so fascinating to me to think about. And then I started thinking about like, maybe after you die, you go into like your second life where you can still like view earth. And then I'm like, well, that's heaven and hell if you're religious or if you believe in that. Anyways, real deep thoughts right before I go to sleep happens every night. But that's what my thought process was last night as I was falling asleep. And like I said, this was all provoked by watching C. So if that is interesting to you, I would definitely, again, watch the show because it'll really get you thinking about the fate of humanity and the direction that we're going in. Like I said, I don't want to give too much away. Man, these wildfires. I cannot believe that we're already to that point in the year. First, we were worrying, worrying about a pandemic and now we're worrying about, you know, the state burning down all the smoke in the air, the homes that have been burned down, pets lost. The smoke is just so bad. Every time you step outside or open a window, you're reminded of it. And then, of course, you see all these stories and you're watching the news. I watched the news. This guy was talking about how he he lives on a farm. He just got done building this huge garage slash shed. He's been working on it for years. He just finished it the week before totally burned to the ground along with his house. He was coming back every day to where his house was to see if his two cats survived leaving food out. Like it's just so heartbreaking. So, so heartbreaking. And then my friend Jenna recently, she's been posting about donations. Like if you're donating and she always says like, "I'm, I'm not trying to be a bitch. Like, thank you for donating, but we do not need your 12 inch hooker heels or your short club dresses. Like be reasonable and realistic when you're trying to when you're going out there and making donations, like don't give away your old crap that you don't need anymore. That's not what these people need. So just really look into the lists on what the Red Cross or what your local donation center is needing and taking and be reasonable and smart. Use your brain before you go take your old hooker heels to a donation location. Donation location. Brett has been trying to open up the windows at every given moment because he's worried about our smud bill. And I'm like, Brett, 
People are dying, Kim. <laughs> but you can't open the windows. The, the air quality is super unhealthy. You open them for two seconds and the whole house smells like smoke. But he's like, the smud bill. And I'm like, Brett, who cares about this? Everyone is going to have an astronomically high smud bill. Quit trying to open the windows. Last night, he's like, let's just get a nice cool breeze in. I'm like, a cool breeze of smoke? Keep the windows shut. I definitely do not want to leave off on that super depressing note. So before I get to the playlist, I'm going to tell you my big news. No, I'm not pregnant. You already know that I'm getting a dog. What else could it be? Huh? Any guesses? Everyone thinks that I'm pregnant. Everyone's been like, are you pregnant? Texting me, are you pregnant? I saw that you have a big announcement. Well, I faked it out just so that you would listen to this episode. (laughs) So if you made it this far, thank you. My big news is that I'm going to be doing middays remotely at Eugene's number one hit music station, 1047 K-Duck. I'm super excited for this opportunity. I start on September 1st, so I'm going to be middays 10 to 2. You'll be able to hear me. I highly encourage you to download their app. Their app is unlike any other radio station app I've ever seen before. Like I said, it's 1047 K-Duck. That's what you search in the app store to pull it up. Their app has like this area where you can record yourself and like send in a shout out. It's just a really, really cool app. I highly recommend that you download it. I was in the process of, um, you know, trying to get this job. I was talking to the program director in Eugene, and he asked me to send audio from my home studio. So this was back when I was still recording through the speakers on my computer. So I sent him the audio and crickets, didn't hear anything. And that is kind of when I started to panic. And so I looked into how I could make the sound better in the office. And that's when I realized that I was recording through the computer. So um, I, you know, got it all taken care of. You heard that whole fiasco. And then I sent him more audio and I was like, hey, um, don't want to admit that I'm this dumb, but this is what was happening. And here's what I sound like now. And so about a week later, when I was in Yosemite, actually, he hit me up and offered me the job. So I'm super excited. Going to be working remotely from this microphone that now works in this home home studio that I have set up. Got to learn about the ducks and the trailblazers. So if that's your team, drop some knowledge on me. I'm also just excited because it gives me like an excuse to go out there and visit. You know, I want to like get used to the to the city and see what it has to offer and, um, you know, go to some restaurants and bars, obviously, when life reopens. But it just gives me an excuse to go somewhere that you know, I might not have gone had I not been given this opportunity. Well, I've always wanted to go to Oregon and especially that's where my friend Amanda's from. And I've always said that I wanted to go with her because she would be the perfect tour guide. So I obviously was going to go at some point, but this will just push me to go sooner than I would have gone, you know, on my own. So I'm super excited. KDEC 104.7, download the app. I'm going to be 10 to 2 middays, Monday through Friday, starting September 1st. That's my big news. Back on the radio. Keep doing this podcast. Hopefully I'll be back at Fuego soon. I'm just trucking right along. Things are really turned. I've had a really good week this past week. I've just been feeling good about things, feeling fresh, skin's looking good. That ordinary brand is really working with my skin. Yeah, I really don't have anything to complain about. My dad's doing better. Everything is just good. Been reading tons of books about dogs. Basically know everything about dogs. Just kidding. I don't want to be one of those people that's like, I've read books. Now I know everything. But I've been reading books on books on books about dogs. Like I'm doing so much research. I'm probably I'm like a first time mom. I'm going to be one of those people that's like, well, the book said. And obviously, you know, I'm going to learn as I go. But I've just been like researching so much. And it's been really making me want to read more. So I've ordered more books on Amazon. Things have just been going really good. So that brings me to my playlist for the week. When we were in Yosemite and we were listening to that throwback station, Black 808 came on and I haven't heard that song in so long. So I saved it in my notes so that when I got back into service, I could add it to a playlist. It's weird though, because on Apple, 
Only the original version exists. The remix doesn't exist, which I prefer the remix. Sometimes Apple Music sucks like that, though. I bet you anything Spotify is going to have it. So I always make the playlist in Apple and then I and then I transfer it over to Spotify, which is a little bit time consuming, but you guys are worth it. So I'm sure I bet you anything Spotify is going to have the remix. This week's playlist is going to be inspired by, by songs that we heard while we were in Yosemite. The playlist is called Boom Like an 808. Because that's the song that like got me in the mood to make this playlist. So boom, like an 808. You can find me at Megan Rage on Apple Music and also on Spotify. Make sure you follow me on there because every week with my podcast episode, I also release a new playlist. I haven't finished making this playlist yet. I'm recording this the day before. Obviously, it'll be out on Wednesday tomorrow. By then, the playlist will be made. So the vibe will be a surprise to you and to me. Thanks for listening to episode 13. While you're here, please rate, review, and subscribe. I'm pretty sure you could rate more than once. So if you're listening in Apple, just go ahead, give me five stars, leave a review. Also download this episode instead of just listening to it, like actually download it and also share it with a friend. So many of you lately have been like sending me screenshots of your friends texting you saying that they started to listen and that they love it. And you do not understand how much I appreciate it. If this podcast ever makes it big, I know who you are. I know who's been reposting me every week. You guys are going to get, I don't know, Sizzler Buffet or something real fucking good. Benny Hanna's. No, that doesn't exist in Sacramento anymore. We'll figure it out when the time comes. All right. I don't, who knows what type of money I'll have by then. We'll figure it out when the time comes. But again, thank you guys so much for sharing this podcast. If you want a sticker, don't be shy. I have so many right now. Just hit my DMs at what the Chuck podcast on Instagram. Send me your full name and your address and I will get you one sent in the mail. I actually have a couple to send out today. Um, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, watch C on Apple. I won't tell you again. Actually, I probably will next week just to reiterate, you know, make sure you really, really got it. And make sure you listen to me starting September 1st on 104.7 K-Duck. That's in Eugene. You can download the app and stream it. It's rare that I'm feeling this happy. Normally, I'm like slightly bitchy with a touch of sarcasm and pessimicity. Is that even a word? Normally, I'm just not this happy. So, you know, enjoy it while it's here because it might be gone next week. Talk to you then. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at What the Chuck Podcast.